So for the last podcast of the season, we end as we began with uh, Captain Ashley Pelkey. Hey, Ashley, how are you going? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for coming out so early this morning. We're here early on the Wednesday because I really want to get this out today. Uh, so thank you for trudging down here to the, the ice arena. We are in the VIP room. Definitely not not set up for an event. We've got stacked chairs and all that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so let's let's go back to the last time we had a chance to chat. Let's go back to the, the last home games here. Sydney here if we can cast our minds back that far. So coming out of the last Sydney home weekend, you had a really great win, fantastic game, followed by sort of a strike back win from Sydney on the Sunday. Uh, how was the, the sort of the team feeling after that? I mean, was it feeling kind of neutral or was it feeling, okay, Sydney are a team that can be beaten? We're going into the finals with a bit more confidence. Yeah, I think after winning, um, on the Saturday game, we were super pumped about it. And then going into Sunday, we knew they were going to come back fighting 10 times harder than they did on Saturday because when we saw that firsthand when um, I think it was Melbourne had played them earlier in the season. I think Melbourne had won on the Saturday and then got completely smoked on the Sunday. So we were like, okay, this is a lot of pressure. Like, let's just let's just have fun with it. Let's skate as hard as we can and hope for the best. And I think we did that. And clearly it didn't really work in our favor but um no i think over the course of the season we gained a lot of respect from sydney's team um compared to what we were last year so i'm happy that we at least came out with a win and we gave them a game as well in playoffs how did you feel coming out of that game going into the finals weekend i guess as a role as captain, did you kind of have something in the back of your mind going, all right, we've got to go into this uh, final season with a few different things in mind, keeping that last um, home weekend in mind? Yeah, so obviously some of the girls on the team are more of a I need to see it to believe it type of attitude. And that's just like a natural thing based off their personalities. So it was nice that we actually beat them so we can say, you know, we've done it, we're capable of doing it, and there's no excuses now. And then you know, we were under the impression that we were going to be playing Melbourne because we didn't realize that Brisbane and Melbourne were going to have a game and Brisbane beat Melbourne. So then it just turned it right back around to us playing Sydney in the first round of, um, of playoffs for semis. And, you know, going into it, I was nervous personally and just because I wasn't sure if the girls still believed that we were capable of doing that because the goalie that they hadn't met on the Sunday game was the one that was going to be playing on Saturday in playoffs. You knew that already? Yeah, well, sort of. Kind of assumed. Um, she is a very – we have troubles scoring on her, so I assumed that they were going to point, like, put her in the yeah. in the net considering. Yeah. But um, we kind of set that adversity aside and just pushed through and hoped for the best, really. Okay, so let's, let's talk about that game one. <laughs> it was a truly – for me, a, a really kind of visceral experience listening to it all because uh, I was listening to it. I was doing a lot of driving that day. I'd driven down to Second Valley down near where you uh, catch the ferry across to Kangaroo Island to, to go to the beach that day. And I was listening to it the whole drive back. Um, you have said previously when we first interviewed you at the first brushcast of the season, you said that each period is like a separate game. Uh, I don't really think that could be a truer statement than than in that first game, do you think? No, it definitely is. I mean, 
we had a great first period, a great second period, but unfortunately we just didn't have the depth or the legs to kind of produce in that third period, and Sydney definitely capitalized on all of our mistakes, and we just didn't get the lucky bounces like we had needed. So okay. let's let's go through this period by period. So you uh, first period comes out, it's nil all at the end of the first period. So. I mean, that in itself is something because it's kind of going, you know, both teams are seriously pushing and pushing back with kind of equal strength. What was the vibe like coming out of that? Well, what was the vibe like on the ice at that time and coming out of that period with a nil-all tie? Um, I feel like the team's kind of attitude really, like they respond to how the coach feels. And Joey was, he was very happy with the way we were playing and, we just had to get the first goal. That's kind of one of the things that we struggle with is we have a hard time unless we score. And if we get that first goal in, then we'll be all right. We know that. And um, I think after we had opened up the second and got two back-to-back goals that happened very quickly, we were like, all right, okay, this is good. This is really good. And then- That must be, I mean, what, you know, you're in the finals, you're playing Sydney, it's game one. I mean, I literally gave the people in my car a heart attack when Hannah scored that first one, literally <laughs> yelled out so loud. And then the second one came like literally 20 seconds later. And I couldn't help think in the back of my mind going far out. If the momentum stays here and you can, you know, keep locking Sydney out, is this is this really going to happen? Could this literally be a gold medal game? When you're in that situation, that must be a really hard thing to fight against to get caught up in that. Yeah, I personally I just don't think about it because I <laughs> I get too in my head. So personally for myself is I know we Hannah got that first goal and I could not have been more excited just because Hannah hadn't scored yet all season. So that was her first goal of the season. I was so excited for her and she's very new to playing forward. Um she due to some changes in the team, she got moved up to my line which I was so excited about and she did so well and getting that first goal helped and then I was ready to get off the ice because I think I was a little bit tired but then Joey told us to stay out so we were like okay so we did the face off and we managed to get down to their end and I think um, what happened was I took a shot on the net and then um, Natalie Harris got the rebound in and it was just amazing so it was like holy crap that was two that was two okay in less than 30 seconds that was awesome and then we got off the ice and then uh tess reynolds went down and had another third opportunity and i think had we had that third goal i think sydney would have shut down immediately i don't think they would have been able to handle it i think their coach would have called a timeout and they would have had to regroup the whole entire squad because three goals in less than a minute is just unheard of in hockey I mean that's kind of the thing you hope for at the end of the game when it's tied and there's only a minute left so so then I guess then there's that psychological difference of them scoring a goal and then like literally it was deja vu and then it was like another 20 30 seconds later I think they got their next goal and then it became this rapid back and forth Uh, almost like this question and answer session that was going on. Seven goals in the second period in the end. Yeah, it's, like I said, we didn't have the legs as much as we had hoped for. And I mean, you can't get complacent. You can't get comfortable, especially in a playoff game and especially against a team like Sydney because they, they've been there. They've won the semifinals. They know how it feels. And it's so important to just not even think about the score and every time you go out there to think that it's still tied because 
you definitely need to keep working hard in order to fight them off basically and they knew exactly what to do when they were behind and that kind of hurt us unfortunately but still within so four three at the end of the second you go into the third one minute and nine seconds later Tess scores it's equalized again and look and I loved as well that um Tess got a chance to score some goals in that game specifically because I really think that so many opportunities that she's had during the course of the season she's literally been robbed of the opportunity and put in so much effort it must have been great for you as well to see like her who's uh you know just put in so much to actually kind of get rewarded with some goals finally two in one game yeah Tess (laughs) I always pick on her with that because I always go you know what I need you to do and she just always takes the puck into the zone against like two defenders and she always just takes either a completely no angle shot that actually like (laughs) hits the net and you're just like Tess what are you doing that was amazing and then to have it actually go in I think all of us were like oh my gosh this is amazing like we're tied like we've got this like we needed that test and I think whether Tess knows it or not she showed so much leadership in getting those goals because they were crucial um, for our confidence as a team Mm. and it helped immensely yeah but then um, unfortunately I guess the floodgates opened Sydney were able to get that last three and that was kind of how it ended what changed was it a psychological thing was it a mixture of everything I think if you asked every single player, they'd probably have a different response to this. Because looking back, I mean, we were exhausted. We played two very hard periods. We might have let the intermission between the second and the third kind of um, calm us down a little bit when we really needed, like, the adrenaline to be up. And, I mean, it was just hard to fight them off. There were some unlucky bounces. Some of the goals were just weird I guess you could say it was kind of our defensive zone play was not our best and I don't know if it was just lack of focus or kind of fear of fear of winning if that's even a real thing I feel like sometimes it can be the fact that we were actually giving Sydney a game and we were in it was stressful in itself to the girls and we definitely had a hard time bringing it that last 20 minutes of the game to to seal the win, unfortunately. The final um, siren goes. You know that you're going to be in this bronze medal game against Brisbane the following day. Or no, you wouldn't have known that at that point. You didn't know who was going to who you're going to be facing against. How's everyone feeling at the end of all that? Um, I think, you know, looking back on the whole game itself, we were like very pleased with the way that we played and the fact that we had made so many strides this season especially against Sydney and I think that was really remarkable for us and (laughs) the best way that we could look at it is there was still a medal on the line so going into Sunday we were like we need that medal that medal's going to be ours and talk to me a bit about that game the um, bronze medal game exhaustion just complete right. exhaustion well, I from think. the day from the day before yeah from the day before unfortunately and you know it's hard it's hard as players knowing that that's the last game of the season and that there's all the time in the world to rest after it and kind of setting exhaustion aside and just being mentally tough it's very challenging it was very hard to do especially against a team like Brisbane because Brisbane I respect that team so much because they play with pure grit and hard work. And that's honestly some of the most 
fun types of hockey to play. And, oh, God, looking back, I think I'm still really tired from that game. <laughs> I'm still so exhausted. So the, the game is done. Um, and after that game, um, well, after the, and after the second game, Melbourne come back out on top again of Sydney. Um, uh, so in the end, we ended up with uh, sort of Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Adelaide. And the AWIHL awards are done uh, not only for the cup, for, the, for, for Melbourne, but also for individual players. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what happened there? Yeah, um, I didn't really know much about the individual awards. I had no idea about them, to be honest. Um, there was the best goalie, which was Keisha, um, which I personally don't think there's another goalie more deserving of that award. I think she had a fantastic season. Yeah, and then there was uh, Tiffany, who got awarded her um, 100th AWIHL game, which to me, like looking back, I'm like, that's amazing that's because that is a lot of games and there's only like 14 games including playoffs in a season so it's like wow that is a lot tiff like good on you that's awesome and then there was best forward which um i was actually awarded and i did not expect it at all at all and um it's funny because joey had told me um while the game was still going on he's like yeah you know you actually lost by um one point um for best forward and i was like oh that sucks but you know, that's awesome to know that I was at least thought of. And so I was standing actually by the bench across from the ice. I was getting really ready to embarrass myself and scream really loud for when Keisha and Tiffany got awarded their Oh, so you knew medals. that Keisha was going get, to get that? Yeah, they told us before because we were supposed to go over to the other side of the ice. Ah, and so okay. I was under the impression that I lost by a point. So I was standing on the other side of the ice, like not prepared to accept award at all. And um, when they announced my name, I was like, well, am I supposed to go over there? And luckily the captain from Sydney came over and walked me across the ice so I could receive my award, but it was just kind of crazy. But um, it actually turned out that me and the highest points, highest point getter tied. Um, and so they had to do some last minute voting amongst, oh, um, okay. yeah, amongst Sydney and Brisbane. And it turned out that I got the award, which was amazing. My mom was super proud of me and, just not something I normally get recognized for because I feel like usually it's the one who gets the most points that um, gets the best forward, but just goes to show that I, I did something right this season, which is nice to know. <laughs> you did a lot right, Ashley. I think, though, that it's wonderful that and it really stands tribute to you and to Keisha as well that it shows how strong Adelaide were even if that wasn't recognized I guess with a medal at the end of it. Yeah and I think looking back on the scores of a lot of our games too it just goes to show how much of a different team we were compared to last year and um, I, I just couldn't be more proud of this group and how much they've changed I mean basically I've only heard word of mouth of what the season was like last year but I couldn't be more happy with the way that we are now speaking to some of the Sydney players after which um, I was fortunate enough to become friends with which was awesome a couple of the imports um, they were like we were nervous we were so nervous after you guys were scoring goals and you guys were actually beating us at points in the semi-final game like our coach was whew, not happy I mean, we were yeah. nervous so so if you now had to look at, because now I guess you can look at the, the season from game one through to the, to the finals. I mean, how would you summarize the season in 50 words or less? I think we could have done better. I think there was a lot more games that we could have won. And I think, 
I think most of the team didn't realize that until the end of the season. Looking back when we had those really close games against Melbourne and Brisbane, like those were more wins that we definitely could have had if we were just more on board for it, I guess you could say, um, and confidence. I mean, that's something that's hard to build up, especially coming off the losing season. But I think had we gained that confidence early on, we would have definitely had a more successful season. So now the season's at an end, what now for you? Like you're you're staying for a little bit longer though to sort of do some other bits and pieces. Hannah's got to go back this weekend coming, but you're going to hang around. So what what are your plans for now? And what do you, what are your plans after you go back? Um, well, I'm here until May seventh, which I guess I'm just going to be traveling a bit and working a little bit more. Um, but I guess when I get home, I have a vacation planned in July, um, another vacation planned in um, August with a bunch of friends um, from high school and from university. So I'm excited for that. I'll probably just work with my parents at their um, sandblasting business for a bit to kind of get my feet on the ground. Cause so what business is it? It's sandblasting. They work on... Um, like granite monuments. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So manual labor, really, really fun. <laughs> I'm not too excited about that, but don't tell my dad. Um, I I need to work and make some money, and I have to start paying off my student debt. But I'll start to. I think after a month or two of being home, it'll help me decide whether or not I want to try to come back for next season. Really? You 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 want to do it? I would honestly love to. I feel like this program has grown so much, and I hate to. I really would hate to walk out on it and not at least try to come back. Um, if I do come back, it probably won't be for another full 12 months, but at least for at least for the season would be awesome. And I'm going to try really hard, but once I figure out my finances back home and, you know, my grandmother's getting a little bit older and I'd rather be there with her and be there with my other aunts and uncles that I don't get to see often and... We'll see. Mm. It's kind of a work in progress. I'm not big on plans, unfortunately. I'm more of a spur of the moment type of person, but it wouldn't shock me if I ended up coming back, but I still need to talk to my mom and dad about it. It'd be fantastic to have you back, but I'm aware that it's, you know, it's it's a big financial commitment for people who are even here, let alone people who've got to come from the other side of the world in order to make it happen. Um, so I guess next year and next season, and I know this is probably not something you're thinking about, but next season, the team's going to look quite different as a result with you and Hannah not there. And uh, it's going to be heartbreaking if all of the Perth players play for the Perth side because then we will lose Keisha as well as Marina, Tony, um, anyone else. But like even just those three alone is a, would be a, is going to be a massive blow. Yeah, I'm very curious and eager to see how it plays out for next season um, in terms of numbers. I'm hoping after, excuse me, this season, um, maybe a couple of the older players who used to play reconsider and maybe want to come back and try it out. Um, but it's only a waiting game at this point. How's it been, all in all, the whole experience? I just... Looking back, I mean, it doesn't feel like it happened. It feels kind of like a dream, and I just feel so blessed to have met the people I've met, to have grown with a group of girls who share the same passions as I do and have made strides towards improved hockey and 
just I think this whole experience has just given me so much that I won't even really realize until I get home um, but I do a lot of reflecting and journaling and stuff and I think that's definitely gonna help me yeah look back and be like oh my gosh I completely forgot that happened like that was that was crazy and you know I really wish we did win that game but looking back I don't think I have any regrets and I've I've just been truly blessed it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me but it's not supposed to so if you could if you could name one thing maybe that you weren't expecting was going to be happening on sort of this whole experience I'm sure that lots of things happened that you weren't expecting because you dive into the unknown but if there was one thing that's kind of surprised you more than anything else what do you think that would be are you speaking in like a hockey sense? No, just the whole experience. Because I guess hockey is a big part of, of it all. But, you know, the, the most important thing about, you know, us doing this podcast is that I wanted to make sure that we're not focusing purely on the sport and the stats and all that kind of stuff. I really wanted to talk more about the people involved because it's the people. It's those personalities and those passions that go onto the ice and win games or lose games or and that. So really, you know, I guess it's about hockey, but really as much about you as, as that. So if, anything just generally, I guess. Well, I guess with Australia, the one thing that surprised me the most that I did not expect was how Americanized a lot of things are here. Okay. I was like so excited to come and like watch Australian TV and listen to Australian music. And then it's like all Americanized. I'm like, oh, this sucks. Like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> but um, no, with hockey, I think I think it's awesome to see how different the like the sport in general it is, is here. Because like people generally don't start until their late teens or like their mid-teens like it's not really common to see young kids like I started when I was four years old and I couldn't imagine just starting when I was 16 or 18 years old and I think it's I think it's amazing that people are capable of developing a passion for the sport so late um as what I'm used to and it just goes to show that anything is possible if you work hard and I think hockey is a true sport that you know justifies that it's it's awesome it gives so much i mean even learning about like the ice factor program and you know the development leagues the come and tries all of that it's just it's amazing and it's something that i definitely would have loved to have been a part of early on had i realized more about it to kind of be able to get more involved in the support sense of those programs you mean yeah exactly because i i do love coaching it's one of my passions and i think that would have been one of the best things to be a part of but another thing that possibly could get into if I get the opportunity to come back so be wonderful if you could that'd be great now I'm, I'm reluctant to end this because if I end this now and I'm gonna have to because otherwise we're just delaying the inevitable but you know it means that that's the end of doing the rush cast for this season it's really the last chance we're going to get a chance to sit down and have a chat like this so i'm just going to say thanks thanks so much for coming over thanks so much for looking at that international site and looking at that going adelaide hmm let's contact adelaide and see what happens because without it we wouldn't have had you here and we wouldn't have had this experience of of your captaincy and and your personality and you know over the course of the last, I don't know how many months it's been, the last six months or so, you know, I've interviewed so many of the different players and it's been great to kind of get to know them a bit better. But what they've said about you and what you've brought has been, it's just been really moving because, you know, you have really inspired and brought this team together. So thank you. 
Thank you. And honestly, the fact that this team has so much support, like the Rush cast, it's amazing. And I think it's something that we don't realize what we have until it's gone. And hopefully this is something that can be consistent with the team because I think they lack consistency. And I mean, the girls, I, I don't do anything special. I just try to I just try to be a good friend, a good teammate, and hope that anything positive in myself rubs off on them and can they can translate to their life. And I hope they know that I'm always going to be there for them, whether I'm with Rush or whether I'm back in the U.S., because I have many couches and they can all come visit me there. <laughs> but, um, no, this whole experience has been amazing, and I want to thank you all for being a part of like helping me adapt to this place and welcoming me into the family and just letting me grow as a person it's something i've never truly imagined would happen and it did so thank you thank you ashley and thanks to everyone who's listened we've had you know you know i I had an idea of how many people i I really wanted to hear this podcast over the time it being the very first time and uh it's doubled what I could have hoped for so to everyone who's listened and subscribed over the course of of the last season thank you and Ashley thank you and um, we'll see you again soon I hope (laughs) me too (laughs) thank you